0: Welcome to the Gamers Pub, where buds get together and share some suds. Welcome to the Gamers Pubs, where we are buds sipping on something today because it is Christmas time. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon, and Cole is not here today, but we have Shane as my co host today. Shane, say hi. Hey, or, I mean, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey or hi means the same thing, right? I hope so. Kind of. See, I'm always worried, like, when I write in an email, if I write hey or, or hi, it'll sound different.
1: Yeah. Like, hey's, hey's like, hey, Hey's hi. like a buddy thing, hi, yeah, hi. Hi's
0: like, I'm gonna put up a wall real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to the Gamer's Pub. We're glad you're here, and glad you made it for this Christmas episode, because this is the last episode of... 2019 and it's also number 12
1: whoa which
0: means we almost put out one a month even though we had like a couple month hiatus due to just scheduling conflicts uh vacations trips uh and just life um so we almost put out an episode every month this year and that is actually really impressive i think i think that's like a high five moment i agree okay awesome uh so Cole's not here with us um, but we are going to talk about some things that happened last week and we hope that you joined us online. We saw that a couple of you watched us, uh, as we were watching the game awards and then we ended up, uh, ending our stream a little early, uh, due to the game awards kind of not being as much fun as we were wanting them to be. <laughs> uh, at least that's my opinion, Shane. I don't think the game awards were that great this year, um, and I know reading a lot of other reviews that there are others that agree with that, and probably some that think that it was the best yet. Um, but some, some big things did, did happen. But Shane, tell me, uh, what were your thoughts about the Game Awards, like the show in general?
1: Well, that was my first time watching the Game Awards, so I didn't really have any expectations or know what to what to expect. But um, it kind of felt like um, like when you watch a Super Bowl, but you don't really care about the teams. Yeah, um, it was more about the commercials and the, the cool <laughs> announcements that people come up with. So um, I like seeing the different trailers for all the new stuff that's coming out, the new consoles that were announced and the new games and um, just all the stuff going on in the gaming world. I think you pointed out when we were talking maybe last week that it's kind of catching up to E3, maybe even as sort of a gaming uh, event. So I I'd say I have to agree after seeing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I like to see um just new things. I love trailers. Um so yeah, I thought it was it was decent as far as the whole production. Um the awards themselves I didn't really pay much attention to besides the main event, um, which was Game of the Year. So
0: And the um, awards yeah. were weird, like at 8 30 it said show's gonna start at 8 30, and then there's like show starts in 30 minutes, but we're gonna hand out some
1: preliminary awards. Yeah, it was really odd. Um I don't know why I don't know did they advertise 8:30 as the start time? Yeah. So then really they were advertising a pre-show for some reason. Uh I guess someone else got paid to make, th- make those decisions. So. But
0: why give away awards during the pre-show? Like the whole point of the show is for the awards. Like you don't watch the like there's no like th- like 30-minute pre-show before the Grammys or like right. oh and best leading actress for a TV show is like because in that time, didn't it, uh, Smash Brothers win Best Fighting Game in
1: the pre-show? Yeah, that yeah. was that was in like a little pre-show uh, segment. It was kind, of, it was kind of weird that they put some of the maybe the smaller awards, I guess you could say, in in the pre-show. But still, there, there are awards for Game of the Year in in all the different categories. So it should be. I think I agree. It should have been more of had more importance. Um, it really should have a sure.
0: bit more thought, maybe. Yeah. I can't re- remember if there was a pre-show last year like that or not because um, I remember I watched it at home on my couch by myself, which was lonely, and this year <laughs> I did not, which was awesome. However, it was so uneventful that <laughs> Cole woke me up when it was over So I ended up falling asleep uh, with like 30 minutes left in the show.
1: Nice.
0: I'm sorry to those that are listening that may be disappointed, but I just could not hang. Um <laughs>
1: there were lots of snacks to in your defense there are tons of, full snacks. of good buffalo chicken dip yes all Feeling of that good. dairy
0: goodness just put me to sleep by <laughs> 11 not the fact that i feel like i'm an old man at 25 but you know i'm sure that you you know more about lack of sleep than i do right now with a newborn yeah sometimes yeah uh so shane tell me about your thoughts about the game of the year winner sakiro shadows die twice
1: um well i think it's definitely worthy of the title um i i'd seen some game reviews um i like watching a uh, video game donkey do his playthroughs and his kind of you know humorous takes on things so i'd seen some gameplay some live action it seems in my opinion more interesting and more entertaining than a regular dark souls game um so i think it, i would say it's an improvement from those and then i like the whole world that they built um I remember seeing the snake thing that's in the canyon or something that you have to avoid. Hmm. I thought that was a really cool game element that they used. I believe it's it's possibly from Japanese lore or or not lore, but Japanese you know historical mythological stories and things like that. Um, I could be wrong on that, but um, I think it's a it's a worthy winner um, overall. I think they they got they made a good choice.
0: I know, you know, as a Nintendo fanboy, I, I, I'm not gonna like. I definitely have some bias towards Nintendo. Yeah, because um, you know I've always been a fan. Like when the Wii U came out, I thought this is the next big thing, <laughs> which crushed me. Like, after like a year and a half, they're like, "Yeah, we're done supporting this console. Right? Uh, here's the Switch." There you go. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, Nintendo. Uh, I'm glad you stunk that one." But Smash Brothers, it, it did win uh, best fighting game uh outer worlds playing that a little bit because i'm i don't want to get too far into it on my xbox because i really do want to pick it up for the switch um and that's just me trying to prove that people will buy those kinds of games on switch after ea said hey people aren't going to play our games on switch like they play on their playstation and xbox their npc not on a nintendo console but hey you don't know because you don't really put out a game so whatever you know i digress kind of I'm not bitter at all towards the big, you know, AAA game companies, Um, but I've never played *Secure Shadows Die Twice*. All I remember is how hard it sounded, Um, and I'm not one like I like a challenge, but I like the reward of getting past things. And if it takes too long to beat something, I'm I'm just done and over it. Um, And I've faced that multiple times while playing uh, *Wolfenstein 2*. Um, even in gosh, Darksiders, uh, remastered for the switch there are moments where I really struggled. Um, so I don't know. I've never played any of those like really tough games, uh, like dark souls. Cause I know it's dark soul esque. Yeah. In the sense, with how hard it is. So, you know, congrats to them. Uh, I'm sure it is a great game. I hope it comes to game pass. If it isn't game pass, I need to go find it. I um, haven't seen it yet, though. So hopefully it comes to, to Game Pass so I, I can, can play it. Um, So, Shane, uh, tell me, like, what are some of your thoughts on those co- commercials? Like, you know, we go into this. We're there for the game announcements. Uh, we watched Keeley, like, bouncing around like a little schoolgirl about how excited he was about those world premiere. World premiere. And uh, we saw some, some cool things. We saw some things that were, you know, we could probably, you know, move past... A lot sooner uh, but you know tell me like what were some things that got you excited when it came to the announcements and, and trailers
1: well as you asked me that the first thing that jumps out to me is um the godfall uh trailer and announcement okay um it looks i don't know if we saw i don't think we saw any gameplay it was more of a teaser kind of trailer a cinematic but i like the the art style you know the the overall style that they're going for With the big brawler types, you know, you got to get from point A to point B and use whatever you can to get there past um, big baddies and, and, you know, (laughs) beat the bad guys. Um, So I like what I saw from that. Um, And then later on, I read a little bit that it's um, the creators took some some loose inspiration from a book series that I like called the Stormlight Archive, um, which you should check out by Brandon Sanderson if you. Uh, need books to read. Um, so I like that. I like that world that's in those books is really cool. So I, th- I think it's cool that they took some kind of, uh, even a little bit of inspiration from from those. Um, and then along with that, it's it was the first uh, PlayStation 5 ex- exclusive or PlayStation 5 game at all that was announced. Um, so it's giving us a little taste of what PlayStation 5 can handle graphicsly, graf- graphically, graphically, and um I don't know it gave me a good a good uh feeling about the next generation of PlayStation which is my native language um we're talking about like next generation like we gotta look at the Xbox series X yeah. with uh sinua's Saga Hellblade 2. that looked really good. they said that was all in game right in engine yeah that I mean just the amount of detail that they had on those faces and everything moving around it looked really good.
0: It it really does, and like I am, like it looks like a PC box, like it looks like a, a desktop computer. Yeah. And maybe it'll work as well as, as one. Um, like I, I know the next gen has like ray tracing capabilities, right? Yeah, I think um, so. Um, so sinuous like that looked beautiful. I haven't played the first one, but now like I really want to. Because um, I know it's on Game Pass, and I, I know they re- released it on Switch, too. Um, so need to pick that up and play it, because it looks really interesting uh, in that, like, fancy realm. Um, yeah, I, I cannot believe the, the graphics
1: that we're about to get and mm-hmm. where gaming is going. Yep, it's definitely, I've wanted to get a 4K TV, but I haven't really had any reason to right now. But as soon as I get a PS5, or maybe I'll switch to Xbox, who knows, um, I'm going to have to get a 4K TV to take advantage <laughs> of everything that you can see. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool to see where gaming's going. Yeah. And it's like, even looking at PlayStation Pro, which is you know sort of the max that I know about. I know Xbox has Xbox One S, I guess. Is that right? That's like the most a powerful xbox right now no the xbox one x one x yes
0: x can do 4k gameplay and
1: streaming okay
0: s can only do like streaming so like
1: netflix oh yeah it doesn't have a disc drive or something right no no disc drive okay well seeing like you know the top of the line of this gen it makes you i've been wondering like how do you even improve what it looks like now and then now seeing next gen footage, like in game engine with, uh, what is it? Senua, Senua?
0: Yep. Senua Saga.
1: Senua Saga. Um, I mean, it's just amazing to see where gaming's going, even in the next couple of years.
0: Right. Talking about where things are going, we know that, uh, five people a year are killed a year by sharks. But, you know, thousands of sharks are killed by people every year. Yeah. And you know where that's going to go? That's going to go into the sharks rising up out of the ocean <laughs> and becoming man eaters in the game man eater. And that transition was flawless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but that game to me like, like a lot of fun.
1: It does. I, I didn't, I don't know if I saw any gameplay of it. I, I remember the video definitely. Um, did we see gameplay in that trailer?
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: Okay. Because it looks like just a fun game. You know, turn off your brain, blow off some steam. Um, Eat some people. Yeah, (laughs) eat some people.
0: Because we all know that we want to be a shark eating
1: people. Oh, yeah. Be the kings of the ocean and just tear things up. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, it looks really fun. Very Jaws-esque. Yeah, I think that's just a fun-looking game. Yeah. Which we need just games that serve no other purpose than being fun-looking
1: yeah um what else stood out to you i'm looking through the list now and i was reminded of the prologue uh teaser it was like 30 seconds prologue by player unknown um that sort of advertising i guess it works for me because i went immediately to the website to try and find out more and i signed up for the uh, the email newsletter or something. Okay. <laughs> so I guess minimalist advertising really catches my eye. Um, I think we really don't know much about it right now. No, not much, <laughs> but from the graphics that it, that they created, you know, with that little trailer, um, I don't know. I guess graphics are really the only thing that's selling me on <laughs> it right now. Um, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on it. Um, hopefully it's like a single player, story mode cuz i immediately fall to the the back of the ranks in any sort of online game especially <laughs> shooters so um i'll i'll be watching for more information on prologue for sure
0: uh i think one of the biggest announcements into the night was when vin diesel comes out and claims that he's a gamer <laughs> uh and then oh man what was the female that came out on stage oh uh M- michelle rodriguez um, she said something and like mispronounced, uh, a game. Was it
1: Tecmo? Uh, I don't think I was there for that. I think I left.
0: Oh, so you didn't watch it when, when you got home?
1: No, I went to okay. sleep. I was tired.
0: I was like, yes, because what we need is a fast and furious game because games right. based off of movies always go great. <laughs> and they're always <laughs> awesome. Um, that was interesting. I was like my own, this is the big reveal of the night, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> If that's the biggest thing of the night, that was a letdown, and it kind of was. Not gonna yeah. lie, it was definitely a, a bit of a, a letdown. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? Anything else that looked
1: fun to you? Um, I remember when Sons of the Forest the trailer showed on the show on the award show. Um, I remember you know catching my interest and in me making me want to watch it. I remember I have like a a notes. Uh, a list of games in my notes app of games I want to play and The Forest was one of them, but I never played it or haven't yet. And so I was talking to Cole about it and he said this Sons of the Forest is like a sequel to The Forest which that could be way off and oh no, it says right here is a sequel. So that makes me want to play The Forest more so I can start paying attention to Sons of the Forest um, but just that whole the, the way they build the environment of it um. you know I think it's a horror genre so I'm not I'm not normally into horror games but the way that the forest looked when uh when I saw it at first made me want to play it so um yeah that's something else that stood out to me
0: they're getting a DND and d style game as well
1: d and D, I don't think I was there for that trailer.
0: Okay. And I think that's kind of like, to me, like some of the biggest announcements of the night. Uh, we've got a list of games in front of us and just going over it's like, I'm not really sure there's any more that really took me by surprise or really made me excited for 2020. Um, which is weird. Like going into 2020, like I'm not super excited.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things that I'm I'm ready for but that we already knew about outside of the game awards. So, but yeah, I, I'd have to agree there's for 2020, you didn't really get a lot of meat. You got some teasers and some cinematic trailers, but um nothing that we I feel like nothing really that we didn't know about um to get you ready for 2020.
0: Yeah. Um so who knows what 2020 is going to bring? So that's the Game Awards. If you missed it, uh, you didn't miss much this year, in my opinion. Um, and if you were like, this is awesome, that's great. Um, I hope you're like me and are looking forward to Man Eater. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so talking, we are talking about new games coming out, um, but we need to talk about a game that has come out and been out for a while because uh, Google Stadia is back in the, the news round, uh, cause they finally have the last batch of their, their 2019 games out, um, this week. And one of those games was borderlands three, but they released, uh, the old version of borderlands three. So one of the big things about stadia is that like, you you never have to download updates or bug fixes or anything else. Um, but like it's all supposed to be there right away from the start. And that's supposed to be the big sell for Stadia. And here comes Borderlands 3. It's an old version that includes all of the original bugs and all the original issues. Um and just yeah, like this shouldn't be here. Like Google Stadia should have done better and the first dlc coming to borderlands 3 moxie's heist of the handsome jackpot uh was set to release on december 19th it's out on pc uh xbox ps4 uh but you've got to wait till 2020 if you're going to get that dlc on borderlands 3 because they're behind so sometime next year they're going to catch up on yeah borderlands 3 and the big sell of Google Stadia was this was never supposed to happen. Uh, so Shane, like, what do you think about that? Like, right now, like, I'm not sure how impressed I am with Google Stadia. I feel like they really sold a product that they that it sounded like it was uh, finished and ready and good to go, and there weren't going to be these kinds of issues. And now it's like, hey, here's these issues, and they're like, you live with it. Like, you paid. Or some folks pay like hundred and twenty some dot like a dollars to be part of the founders edition because they were led to be like, like on this promise that it was going to be great, uh, and here you are hundred fifty dollars with games that are old, near the same price. It's almost like paying the uh, switch tax, but now you've got the Google the Google Stadia tax on old games. Um, like this, I I, I just like what are, are your thoughts
1: <laughs> well Stadia as a whole I think is a, it's a cool idea for I think it, it's good for casual gamers that don't want to have to keep up with all the consoles that um, now I, what was it seven years for this generation so after seven years you got to get a new console to keep up I like the whole idea that you can just stream the games from somewhere else it's a really good concept but as it is right now it's it was definitely unfinished. it's it's not anywhere close to where um where it should be um on a release. So I, I've seen several articles that said it's it should be still on beta at the at best, and I agree with right. that. Um yeah it's we don't have the infrastructure to, to make it work right. We don't have um the technology really to to make it work in today's, um, well, today's, uh, technology, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so I think it, maybe in three or four years, it could be really cool. Um, hopefully it can be by then. Um, but for right now, I, I'd have to agree. It's, I like that they're trying. They're, you know, they're pushing to get. Was I guess Borderlands wasn't late addition to the mm-hmm. list. It was, yeah. Too. So it, that tells me that they're trying to trying to get it to work, trying to get people to buy in and, and make it a worthwhile product. Um but like you said, that they don't even have the latest version of it coming out. So it's just I think they could have waited, you know, two, three, maybe four more years before it was released to the public. Um, which I guess is not really out for the public right now, but it will be right in January, right? Yeah. So, I think I agree with you. It's not ready for public consumption. They needed more time. Um, but for me, I hope that it catches on. I hope that it grows into something useful.
0: Me, me too. I mean, I I think they could have done something similar to what Xbox did with their um, mobile playing, and where it's all in beta and it's free. Yeah. Like, you sign up and eventually you get like the information to be part of it and they could have done something similar with yeah. Google. The only downside with that is they sh- really should have made like it's an investment in the hardware. I think that's where Google Stadia gets you. Like Xbox is really not, but Google say like it's an investment in, in hardware, whether it's a controller um, or something else. I mean, thankfully like you could use a simple Bluetooth controller with your phone to play Stadia um, or even use your Xbox controller, PlayStation controller with, with it, I think. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. So like, but to get it on your TV, there is definitely an investment to have the uh, internet speed and people that have the right uh, internet, internet speed or even like uh, higher and more than needed, they're still having issues. I yeah. think that's where the more frustrating part was like, you know, I've got, like I, I'm exceeding, what you said that I, I needed by far, and I'm still having issues. Right. And to me, that's like I can definitely see that as frustrating.
1: Yeah, I think, um, at the very least, ISPs like aren't ready to be pumping gigabytes of data, you know, over an hour um, when you stream a whole game. You know, right. over your normal internet connection. So I think even on that end, they're not ready for this type of service.
0: So there is like one really cool thing I, like I was uh, reading about today because uh, Rainbow Six Siege Breakpoint or no sorry Ghost Recon Breakpoint uh, is coming out uh, released earlier this week but it'll be the first game that includes uh, your teammate's screen on your screen.
1: Whoa! Yeah. That's a lot of that's hard to do.
0: Right. So you now have can overlay your team like your friend's screens on your screen which to me like isn't that like screen cheating?
1: Yeah, I like, mean, isn't it depends that what, we, what you're trying to do, but yeah.
0: Like that's like that takes me me back to being in the <laughs> living room with my friends and having two t- TVs, both of us playing uh, split screen. Uh-huh. That way we can get, you know, three other points of view of what's going on and who's where. Yeah. Trying to get the heads up in Call of Duty like you've basically taken like what I did as a kid and made it more modern where I can fit it on my screen. Right. But I think you like would want a really big screen then to play it on because uh-huh. like if i've got four like three other small screens on my phone i like could be kind of annoying. like i've got no view yeah um, of the right side of my screen <laughs> so yeah that'd be hard be, on your phone definitely be interesting um so that's google stadia uh you know what i'm excited about i'm excited about the fact that star wars the rise of skywalker came out Shane and I have both seen it. Um, You know, the only thing I'm going to say about Rise of Skywalker is, you know, uh, go see it or don't. That's totally up to you and whether you want to or not, Uh, because I'm not I'm going to make this completely spoiler free. So see it. Don't see it. I don't care. That's what you do with your life. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But with that. Uh, there's a new Lego Star Wars game coming out that, that's going to to span all nine episodes.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so Lego Star Wars: The Rise or Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker so- Saga. Okay, is what it's
1: called, and it'll span all nine episodes. You can play from episode one all the way to the end of nine. Is it like one and one through six remastered, and then you they added on the, th- the latest three, or do they remake everything? Uh,
0: I feel like some of the footage I've seen looks like the re like looks like the older games remastered.
1: Okay, I mean that makes sense. You wouldn't rebuild the whole because
0: they've already like like, they, you know, had Lego Star Wars for the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. and then they basically added in the prequels and made that one through six like one game. Yeah, and so now they're just adding the three new ones into that game. I I feel like, and maybe though, like there'll be more ties and connections. Seeing yeah. as we now know how everything connects. Right. Again, that's all I'm saying about that. But I'm really excited about that because I love Lego Star Wars. Like, I think those games are fantastic.
1: Yeah, they're definitely fun. Um,
0: I like over Christmas break, just playing with with friends like we uh, had our friend uh, Thomas come over and like we would stay up all night long. And I mean all night long playing <laughs> Lego Star Wars, trying to find everything, unlock all the cheat codes, uh, getting on google trying to figure out like how to just look like it like those games to me are just bringing back a lot of fun memories so i'm excited i know that's gonna be a two like a 2020 uh, purchase for me and maybe we'll do a night where we can get all like all four of us down here playing it and stream it yeah i think that'd, that'd be, be a lot of fun because uh, everyone loves lego games Maybe not everyone, but <laughs>
1: some people like Lego games. Yeah, I remember I played, um, I know. I think I played the one through six. I know I played at least the, the one through three, first, you know, episode one through three. But um, it's kind of like you said, you, they're just a lot of fun. You can jump in, jump out, go find all the different mini kits to find all the gold gold pieces to, what was it, gold pieces? Something like that. The secret pieces that you right. gotta find. I love, I mean, it's a fun little collection game and it's got the cool art style from Lego. And they they really sum up the series well without having any dialogue. Right. And they're just really good games.
0: And they're fun. Like It's um, like a, an innocent type of humor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're like, good. And they can be challenging at times. And then, you know, but really anybody can play them. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming in 2020.
0: Be a great game to eventually play with your son.
1: Yeah. Hopefully send later.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I started like my first time I really started getting into games was probably like around 4.
1: Okay, yeah, that's probably on about the 4 Super or 5.
0: Nintendo playing uh Aladdin and The Lion King. And then when when, I'm, when I was 5, I got my first Game Boy Color with Pokémon. Okay. So I've been playing video games for 20, 21 years now.
1: I have to think. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm probably around there. Around there too. Yeah, played a long time. Because um, my parents had a Nintendo, original Nintendo, and I remember playing Mario, and Duck Hunt, and um, a game called River City Ransom, and.
0: Um, okay, so that's an old game. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. I've, that's because like they've been re re releasing that game then.
1: Yeah, I think they remade it for the Switch. Yeah. Like another I thought that was just
0: like an indie developed game. I, I didn't realize like, that was an old game like brought back to life.
1: Yeah, it's one of those, you know, side-scroller brawler games. It's exactly like what it looked like if you saw okay. the trailer. You know, you run to the side and you punch, kick, punch, kick. Yeah. Um, But on this one, you pick up like a chain whip and you <laughs> hit people, an <laughs> uh, uh, iron pipe and you, you know, kill kill guys. Okay. And you pick up coins and you can, you buy like different moves. So I remember there's one called, like, Dragon Kick, where, like, it's, like, three kicks really fast, and, like, it (laughs) lets you just run through the game. But the weirdest part about that game is it gets to a point where I don't know what to do, like, because it doesn't explain really what to do. You just keep going to the right, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you go into a building maybe, then you keep going to the right. But at some point, you just come to, like, this fence, and, like, there's nothing else, nowhere else to go. So that's... (laughs) I guess I need to look look that up and try and figure out how to beat that game, <laughs> but that and mainly Mario was probably the definitely the first game I played. Mario, it was the original Super Mario, uh, with my dad. He would. I remember I learned all the the secret hidden um, hidden blocks and hidden life mushrooms. Mm. Um, I still know them, so like if I was going to play, <laughs> I can basically just get to World Eight with like you know a bunch of extra lives, and it's 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 a it's good memories. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was thinking it's really cool. Like watching dads introducing their kids to games. Yeah. Um, Cause I know we've got some friends from church mm-hmm. um, who they're like, uh, how old is their, their son now?
1: Who? the Halls. Yeah. He's uh five now. Five. Yeah. He's a uh,
0: super Mario 3d. Uh huh.
1: And, um, they came over to meet, our son um you know like the first week he was born and i showed him mario odyssey and he was his eyes went wide and he was blown away it was just cool to see the wonder of like a five-year-old playing video games
0: yeah i'm like it's that to me like it's so weird but to me like that's one thing that i'm looking forward to being a dad yeah is bringing a child like into to this yeah um because I've got some great memories with my dad, which we're actually, we're, we're going to dive into that real quick with our pub talk for this week. Yeah. Um, so I want to hold off on that. We're going to go into pub talk. <laughs> okay. All right. So we, uh, if you follow us on Facebook, when if you don't, you really should, um, we are posting stuff about what we're, we're doing, whether it's a smash night online, uh, streaming the game awards or asking questions uh, and trying to just, you know, get to know what, what you guys think, where, uh, you guys um, are at with games, what you do, what y- you love, um, what makes this awesome for you. And so this week, we want to know, what is your favorite gaming Christmas memory? Um, Gavin Halton wrote in uh, He's gonna, uh, and said, i want to have to go with my first waking up Christmas morning, opening presents, then hearing the sounds of NCAA football on the PS2. Nice. Which I love NCAA football. Like, that was the greatest franchise of all games, um, <laughs> but that's because I love NCAA fo- football more than the NFL. Yeah, and being able to be your own player through college playing, like playing for bowl games. Yeah, um, and all these different teams. Like just, I love NCAA football.
1: <laughs> Those are games that I never really got to play because I didn't really care about college football until I went to college. And then by then, I, I just never had the games, and then they stopped making them. So That's, I'm hoping that I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. Maybe they'll come back, maybe not. I hope they do. So things have actually happened like in the NCAA
0: um, where players can earn money for their likeness.
1: At least the NCAA has approved it for the future. So probably right. like 2022, 20, 23.
0: So it's possible in the next few years. We, like, in all honesty, like we probably will see a resurrection of NCAA football. Yeah. Because um, one, EA needs a game that people want to play. <laughs> yeah. uh, something that people miss. And I think they'll make enough from it where they can or come to some sort of agreement. Um, because NCAA, like, that, I think that's a franchise that would make a developer a lot of money.
1: Yes, definitely. Um,
0: if they can find a way to get it back um another comment uh from your own wife shane (laughs) she wrote in getting grand theft auto vice city (laughs) i've never played that
1: i've never played that she's probably talking about when she was maybe eight years old or something on the playstation 2 okay so think about that giving an eight-year-old grand theft auto (laughs) and so (laughs) it's a
0: great parenting yeah she's
1: told me stories about playing with her cousins you know they'd just be up in the room Running around shooting people, <laughs> doing hood rat stuff, you know, as an eight-year-old. So
0: when I was eight, I was getting my GameCube.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, eight. Maybe I had. A, I might have had a PlayStation Two by then. I was like two thousand
0: two, two thousand three.
1: Yeah, I think so that's I had GameCube, there. isn't so, it? What? Like, that's GameCube. It's the same generation, I think. Yeah,
0: uh, or at least it's the end of the N sixty four, beginning of GameCube.
1: Yeah, GameCube was like two thousand two, three. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we came two thousand five.
1: No, no. Maybe GameCube was before then. Because let's see, we came out when I was early in high school, so maybe GameCube out. Maybe GameCube came out earlier than I thought.
0: Yeah, it had to have been because it was released in North America on my birthday, two thousand one.
1: Two thousand one, okay. and
0: I think that's uh, we we got a GameCube for Christmas. Because my dad won it in a contest.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: like in some... I think that's what he said. I, I don't remember much. I just remember waking up and we have like this trash bag of Santa's gifts for us. Like each child had a trash bag uh-huh. filled with the gifts. <laughs> and the GameCube was one of those for us all. And we, I, we played that so much. Yeah. That was great. Um. So she played Grand Theft Auto Vice City at age eight. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure I would hand my eight-year-old grand theft auto at all at uh, this age yeah well she might have been 10 so that's okay <laughs> okay 10 10 is better
1: uh i can't really remember
0: i can't really say much because like, i was playing halo at age eight it's
1: not that's different a little man it's a uh, military setting you know you're fighting a war it's you're not, running not around killing running around with, people. With, yeah yeah stealing cars
0: uh chris <laughs> Kerr wrote in getting the nest from my grand mother it was the set that included both the light gun and the power pad that's really cool in my opinion yeah um so yeah uh eddie hall wrote in i got an n64 and golden eye i peed a little i'm sure i would too because golden eye was the star of the n64 uh, at least i i'm pretty sure it is Uh like it 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 d- defined a whole new genre.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, so that's awesome. I actually got to play that last weekend at a friend's house, and it's it's so hard to play because <laughs> you have one stick for movement and turning. Yep. You couldn't, you know, side strafe and move around like you can in modern modern games. So if you want to aim, you have to stand still and hold a button and move the reticle around the screen. And I just got killed immediately by who the guy I was playing. So <laughs> they're very hard to play when you compare them to today's games. Yeah, but, uh, but Tyler, the, yeah, that's the beginning of the whole first-person shooter, as far as I know.
0: Um, well, Doom came before it. Okay, yeah. So Doom, Doom, like redefined the first-person shooter. But GoldenEye was like multiplayer.
1: Was Doom on? I know. I remember watching my dad play Doom on computer mm-hmm. so that's how you could at least aim with the mouse right and you could still move with the keys yeah so that had independent aiming and movement was it the first do you uh, came out before goldeneye but on n64
0: oh i don't know
1: either I, way it built the the split screen you yeah. know death match it was the first one to do anything like that right goldeneye yeah yeah multiplayer yeah
0: yeah that's like, GoldenEye led the way for Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, Doom led the way for, like, Gears of War. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and right, anyway, so Tyler Williams wrote in, this is easy, my senior year of high school on Christmas break. My friends and I all played a different game every single night. We had a group of 10 of us that would just play. Like, that's awesome. Nice. I remember those nights. I love just having the guys over, bringing all the TVs yep. down the stairs. My mom got really annoyed. Because, like, the sound from uh, our family room would carry upstairs to their bedroom. Oh, yeah. And so we'd be up at like 2 a.m. screaming (laughs) about getting killed in a a game, or we'd be down in the basement and they'd still hear us all the way upstairs. Mm -hmm. Because we're yelling and screaming, I "I can't sleep. I've got to go to work. I can't sleep. (laughs) It's like, y'all need to either shut up or go go to bed. Right. Um, Wasn't too thrilled when we did gaming nights. Uh, Bubba Stevens, which is Cole Stevens' dad. Wrote in uh getting an Atari. <laughs> Showing your age there, Bubba. Uh Jonathan Potts, Metroid Prime for seven hours on Christmas. That's awesome. Wow. Uh those that series of games is fantastic. I'm really excited for uh Prime 4. Um Mike Alexander Kerr N64. I just about died. Uh would have two. Our N64 was in our conversion van. So, like when my parents bought our conversion van, the N64 was in it, uh, within this, like, little, like, 12 by 12 screen. I remember screen, Yeah. Um, which was terrible <laughs> to play games. Uh, we played Donkey Kong 64, because, like, if my dad were to stop and turn off the car, we would lose it. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> so, so many times we would, like, get so far on a t- trip only for my dad to, like, turn it, the van off, and we'd lose everything. Right. And when it, it was just like, I, I I love the auto save feature nowadays. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because um, that, man, so many hours, so many times that we, we we cried and yelled at my dad <laughs> for turning off the van. Like we'd have to stop. And it's like, all right, dad, you can't turn off yet. Give us like five, like two minutes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be done. You can get gas later. <laughs> um, And then Silas Crow
1: wrote in, getting rock band and playing all day with my brothers. That's one that, until I saw that comment I had forgotten about but a friend of ours at church he has two other brothers and they got rock band on Christmas yeah and they invited us me and my brother to go over and play and it it was like the one of the coolest experiences that I can remember with gaming because <laughs> I had um guitar hero like right. that's you kind of got used to the idea of guitar hero but then you add in singing uh, and drums for rock band and it the way the art style changed to like a more i don't know just a different art style rather than you know punk rock it had like a like a maybe it's i don't know standard did you i don't know do you ever play rock band
0: um my brother-in-law has rock bands because that's the one like with the mic yeah the drum the, the, guitar. the guitar yeah um yeah i played with him because it like was like i think it was on his uh xbox 360 yeah. So we had to pull all this out to hook it up for Christmas one year. Yeah. Because um, it's like one, it's one of his uh, favorite games. Yeah. And so we did a rock band like all night long
1: until like my niece,
0: like, you know, she was a newborn. And so yeah. we had to keep it down, but still <laughs>
1: rock. Yeah. I love, I remember, I love playing that game. And that was the first time I had ever heard Creep on okay. Radiohead. And I was singing that song and like, I had no clue. I was just trying to follow the line on the rock band thing. But uh that was a I remember that was a fun memory A fun time.
0: Uh Shane, what was your favorite Christmas memory? Um
1: well Christmas game gaming? Uh yeah, like what's your favorite Christmas gaming memory? Um I've been trying to think about this. I actually was gonna comment on this post, but then it was gonna get too wordy. So I always think back to the this one Christmas where I got like five games. Um, some of them, I think, some of them were Kingdom Hearts, um, Final Fantasy X, uh, Sega Soccer Slam. I think was one of them. And every Christmas I would get a game because you know I'm always looking forward. There'd be one game that can, comes out in holiday season that I'd always always ask for. Um, so a lot of my you know, Christmas Day was getting opening presents, and then trying to get the TV so I can, you know, start out trying to play my game mm-hmm. um, before you know we eat lunch together, and then try to be the first one back to the TV to play to play the game again and hog the whole living room. Um, luckily, my siblings didn't really play too many games until my brother started playing Call of Duty, and then um, so yeah, just just trying to always. You know, balance uh, spending time with family, knowing you're supposed to be polite. Right. You know, my grandparents weren't always in town from uh, Pennsylvania. So, like, trying to balance that with, like, I got to play this game right now. (laughs) I've been waiting all year for it. So, I remember that. Those are always fun.
0: Yeah, I don't really remember anything in particular about, like, Christmas. That was awesome. I remember, like, getting games in the moment, like, we would get a game we'd rush down to our basement to play it um and like our tvs downstairs were all an, uh analog okay. or rvc yeah the the three prongs Yeah, the red the white and the the yellow, the yellow. uh <laughs> it's like when things started going like more hdmi with the ps3 like we would go disappear either upstairs and try to take that yeah like while <laughs> everyone else was like coming over for like uh, Christmas lunch or dinner, like we're trying to play Call of Duty, or right, <laughs> like like th- this is the time of year that like, we have all of our time. But like my favorite, uh, memories, not so much about Christmas, but like o- uh, over winter break. Like growing up, we uh, got an Xbox one year. I think my dad got the Xbox mostly for him than us, because <laughs> uh, like he he had the uh, PlayStation, the Dreamcast, the Super Nintendo. Like those are all things that i grew up with because of my dad would go out and buy these yeah um for himself and he'd uh get like fighter jet games um <laughs> or racing games and he would buy like the uh controllers f- for them and would buy like a legitimate like jet steering wheel like oh, with, yeah. like the yeah like w- the joystick and the g- gas and acceleration like you would yeah. get all that for their, just the playstation <laughs> So we got the uh, Xbox, and uh, I think we also got Dance Dance Revolution one year for Christmas with that. And that was awesome. Yeah. Played a lot of Dance Dance Revolution. Um, but during our winter breaks growing up, there's a game on, on Xbox called Desert Storm. And it was the first shooter that we ever got to play. Like we were like we never never into uh, sh- first person shooter games because it, they were too violent, and my parents wanted to make sure that we like never learned to like, you know, shoot another human being. So my dad would play Desert Storm with us because it was a split screen multiplayer game. Yeah, uh, wasn't online yet, uh, like, I think Xbox had online capabilities. Um, but in our basement, we did not have that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you had to buy like a separate box to plug in or was it already built in the Xbox?
0: Oh, you had to get a landline.
1: A separate landline?
0: <laughs> yeah, you had to plug in an Ethernet cable, I think, for the Xbox. Oh, okay. Uh, it wasn't until the 360 came on that there was wireless in- uh, Internet. Oh, yeah. For the Xbox. So we would play <laughs> Desert... like We would wait for my dad to come home from work during Christmas break and we, we would play Desert Storm from like seven o'clock at night till two o'clock in the morning when my mom's like, you need to go to bed. <laughs> um, like, Brian, you've got to go back to work tomorrow. Go like, you, you need to go to sleep guys. It's time to shut down. And, uh, I just remember like, m- like my dad would always get really upset with my brother and, and I, cause like we, like we, we would just charge and go straight into, oh, in the uh, combat. But <laughs> I was like, no, there is strategy behind this. Like, you yeah. don't just like charge off into Uh, fighting like you got to like hang back and look and like trying and and think about what your opponents doing and aim and use skill and (laughs) i think that's what like really developed me into a gamer was like my dad Mm -hmm. trying to teach us like there's more to gaming than just running off and fighting yeah um you learn the intricacies of battle and more so hearing every night all right guys now what do we not do we don't shoot people (laughs) um that was a big takeaway (laughs) uh so before we would start and when we we were done it's like all right guys we don't shoot real people we do not harm people uh guns are are not meant to be pointed at another that's human being that's a
1: good way to go it was like at age oh gosh we probably started like around age seven yeah i mean it's it's important to teach the kids because it can be really with the way that games prey on your your uh brain serotonin or dopamine or whatever yeah, they're they're built to make you like to do the thing so in shooting games shooting someone the feedback that they create makes you want to keep shooting in the game right and so for a young kid that can definitely be confusing um if you're not if you don't take you know the two seconds to explain to the kid you know their brain could just run off and go to a bad direction but so that's good that your uh, your dad went through through that stuff uh, with you and your brother.
0: But so yeah, like that's one of my favorite uh, memories from Christmas break. Growing up is just time with my dad and gaming at night because uh, he worked a lot um, and it's just like our like guy Tom. Yeah, um, and I really loved it. So that's all that we've got for this week's episode. Uh, And we've made it 50 minutes so far, so that's awesome. Uh, Cole, not Cole, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Shane, what were you drinking? Um, I had another one of those Honey Saison. uh, Honey Saisons from Green Bench Brewing that I had last week. Um, That's all I had really in my drawer at home.
0: And (laughs) I chose to drink hot chocolate.
1: There you go. Because
0: it's cold and rainy outside, and it's Christmas, uh, and it's also the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. So I wasn't feeling like pouring a drink yet today. Um, that And we have a party we're going to here soon, Shane. Yeah, I think I gave, my, I gave
1: myself enough time to, to recover, so I think I'm <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for joining the Gamers Pub th- this year, for listening and following along. Being part of this journey uh, means a lot to us. Um, We are learning more and more about how to get better at this, learning more and more how to um, just we're trying to create something that you guys want to be a part of. So thank you for listening. Thank you for following along. Uh, We started the year as Beer and Bits, and now we're the Gamers Pub. So that's a big transformation to occur is a whole rebranding just because we wanted to make sure that this was something that. Wasn't just a couple of guys sitting down and talking games, but uh, it, it's become more. Um, the folks that are going to be coming on and talking and sharing these games and news with us, they're coming because uh, gaming isn't something we do by ourselves. Um, you know, I play N- N- Nintendo and Xbox, Shane and Cole play a lot more of the PlayStation. Um, at the end of the day like no console is really greater than the the other uh we just love playing games um and we know that that you guys do too if you're listening to this podcast and you probably also enjoy drinking a beer or two while you play said games um because there's just something about doing what you did as a kid Uh, not trying to escape the world or reality um, but it's a way of just decompressing, and that's what games are, like, it brings people together. Uh, whether it's playing Smash, or playing Call of Duty, or Fortnite, or, or, or Overwatch, or more, Mortal Kombat, like whatever your game is, uh, we know that it's important to you. And then there's a lot of ways to play it. So this Christmas season, go play the games that you love. Um, spend time with family, introduce a game that you love to someone new, Um, and just share this share this community that we are creating here at the Gamers Pub so thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this and we wish you all a Merry Christmas peace
1: see ya